Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited today to introduce you to one of my friends who I now am going to be best friends with her husband as well for the show today. And I think you're going to really enjoy having a couple's perspective. So let's jump in. From the outside looking in, Corey and Rosemary Lewis may be described as high school sweethearts turned real estate moguls, but there's so much more beneath the surface. Both Chicago natives, this is how I knew instantly I was going to like them. Corey has always dreamed of a life of entrepreneurship and had a vision beyond what he even knew to be possible. Growing up in a family of entrepreneurs, he's always aspired to be his own boss and needed, on the contrary, Rosemary desired safety and security and found that in becoming a classroom teacher, I didn't know you were a teacher. Interesting. Never on the same page at the same time. They butted heads for many years and never quite got their stride. And one day, a heated discussion about their environment sparked a pivotal question. Are we in Chicago because we know it or because we love it? When they honestly answered that question, finally on the same page, they made the decision to relocate to Texas. That decision was the catalyst for change that started them on a path of personal and professional development, and they decided to do it scared. And today, they today they own multiple businesses along with a seven-figure real estate portfolio. I didn't even know that about your story. I love that. But I could see, uh, I only know a little bit about Corey, but from what I've heard on the podcast, I could see you two having some heated discussions. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on where we talk all things goals. And I love that your story shows that you two had different goals and you didn't agree, but you were able to come together around that one question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we did. You want to elaborate? Well, so we you stated it in our biography, but the funny thing is that a lot of people, because I am the more extroverted of Corey and I, um, and very front-facing in my business, people automatically assume this is who I've always been. So mm. it's funny to them when they find out that not only is this not who I've always been, but I begged my husband to just get a real job, <laughs> um, to, to not take risks and to, you know, I just wanted to play it safe. And that's just not who he was. And the, the, the term is correct, that opposites attract. And the very thing that I wanted him to stop was what sparked um, entrepreneurship, creativity, just really setting and going after goals and dreams. And um, it's, it's, I'm saying it like it's all beautiful, but <laughs> definitely been a lot of ups and downs, but I'm so grateful for the journey. Yes. Mm, I love it. I'll leave it there. 
<laughs> I love it. You know, and so many people, myself included, set out to start a business, to leave their nine to five, to do something, maybe even not in that path, but something that's different or maybe what can be considered a risk. And they have a spouse or a family member who says, when are you going to get a real job? Or, mm-hmm. oh, in 1910, my uncle lost his business and, you know, he never recovered. So you probably won't either. And I think it's really one of the things when you are a couple that's difficult is being on the same page with risk, especially when it comes to family. I mean, you have a family, so how are we going to feed our kids? Yeah, I think um, you just got to understand that there's growing pains in the beginning, right? She talked for 14 years. And I think, I think the transition um, that she was heading towards in real estate, she just really didn't want to feel the inconsistency, right? right. You get mm-hmm get used to the two week checks and the, the summer's off and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, if I leave that for the pain of dealing with something and starting something new, I just, she didn't want to do it. And the unknown, yeah. right? And I had a, I had a front hand seat for years of like, you know, Corey, our bio is real cute and put together now, but we didn't talk about the 27 failed things. <laughs> <laughs> one. Uh, all of the things that, you know, he tried, um, we tried that didn't work out. And now I can look back and say, like, I understand why those things didn't work out. One being that, you know, it just really wasn't what we were called to do. But the other is we really just would kind of go after things that we really didn't have a plan. We really didn't have a format. We really didn't have a way to execute. We just executed. And when we hit some hard times, we didn't know how to rebound. Um, So all of those things contributed to, I used to say, I'm a realist. I'm just a realist. Like, don't be mad at me. I'm just just keeping it real. Um, (laughs) Right. But the reality is that um, I was not a dreamer. Um, and we have we have a little story about when he first challenged me to dream um, and had to get out of my own way. Right. And luckily, mm-hmm. in that transition of me getting out of my own way, I didn't deter him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. From building because I was not I wasn't, you know, a not I wasn't a mean spouse, but I definitely was not. <laughs> a willing participant, right? I would support you because we married, but I wasn't a willing participant. Mm. I love that. I love that Corey kind of challenged you. I think that's interesting because I think sometimes the challenges come from outside. I love that he challenged you to dream. How were you open to that at first or? No, no, I wasn't. (laughs) So what happened is that we were um, in the car. We had been married. So Corey and I met when I was 15 years old, but we didn't get married until I was 25. Uh, we actually, our six-year-old was at our wedding. So we did things very unconventionally. Um, and we were in the car and our son, we had been married about a year and our son had been like at a bat. I want to say he was at basketball practice. practice. Yeah. And we were in a car and Corey was like, so um, tell me about your dream." he's just really excited. I'm like, dreams. Now, you would have thought we would have had these conversations over the past 10 years or before we got married, but we did. Yeah. And I'm like, dreams? I was like, I actually, you know, I said kind of boldly, like, I actually achieved all my dreams. Mm. And he was like, no, seriously, like, for real, tell me your dreams. And I was like, Corey, I, you know, I, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher, check. Like, and, I, and I'm going to add it to check. Mm. I wanted to own a home, check. I wanted to be married, check. I wanted a child, check. 
I was like, honestly, all of my dreams have come true. Uh, and, and then I got defensive because I was like, everyone's not like you, Corey Lewis. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, some of us just just are, are grateful with what God has given us. And, you know, I got really defensive and he got quiet. Normally, when I get defensive, he would have reacted. And that made me even more upset because he didn't react. And he was actually thoughtful. And he looked at me and he said, you know, but I... I understand that all of your dreams come true, came true. But what I don't understand is why you haven't dreamed again. Mm. And true story. Like that comment, I mean, it would take years for me to step out and do something different because everything that I was doing up until that point was within the realm of what I knew to be possible, what I knew myself Mm -hmm. to be capable of. Where Corey, like he is literally and has still been that person that like we're driving down the street on the way home. He's like, oh, I wonder if I turn right, where's that going to take me? And I'm like, well, you just go home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that question lingered with me for a very long while. And I just needed to, I had, I had to do some work to really unpack things that happened in my past that made me just kind of settle for where I was. Mm. I love that question about why you didn't continue to dream more yeah Yeah. that was that a hard difficult conversation for you Corey like what were you thinking in that moment uh in the beginning it wasn't until I heard the answer and then I (laughs) I had to take some time to process it um Mm -hmm. because she's right everybody's not like me everybody doesn't take Mm -hmm. risks everybody's not gonna bet it all on you know black or red and just see what happens Mm -hmm. um but I think that so again I'm I'm from a family of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. everything always haven't went you know perfectly it's definitely been some some lessons yeah Um, but I understand financial freedom and that's Mm -hmm. what I want I wanted us to be able to live a comfortable life but to be able to travel and you know I'm I'm thinking future right I'm not thinking I got married at 28 so I'm not thinking hey what I'm gonna do at 30 right yeah Uh, I'm thinking retirement I'm thinking kids I'm thinking what life will look like on the other side Mm -hmm. so and I was thinking about going to work tomorrow. Right, right. <laughs> or, or, or she was thinking about just having summers off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a great school year. Let me have these two and a half months and then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I don't think it was hard until I really heard her audibly say, everybody's not like me. And then mm-hmm. I had to understand, you know, that I had to meet her where she was and slowly just work on her to get her into real estate. Yeah. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said you were looking at what's possible. Like those things in your mind were not possible for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it, like even like financial freedom, like what does that even mean? You know, Mm. and don't get me wrong. I came from a, so Corey and I both, like he, his parents were employees my parents were employees now his uncle was the entrepreneur in the family that his mom always says like she just doesn't understand how he wasn't his kid so we (laughs) yeah our immediate examples were like you go to school you get a job you work hard and there's Mm -hmm. and and I understood that everyone is not meant to be an entrepreneur I still feel that in my bones right I feel like Mm -hmm. every person there are some people that I meet that I'm like you are an awesome number two and and that's no disrespect, but we have to understand and know our skill set. And I, on the other hand, I had these entrepreneurial 
My like a lot of businesses that Corey would try, and in particular, the business that really changed things for us um, was he has a barber college. And when he started to open that, we knew that there was something missing in the business. We knew that what was missing was my skill set, but I wasn't willing to take the risk of both mm. of us being there, right? Um, so even when I knew that my skill set was leaning towards us doing something together and I could see the possibility, I went for safety because mm-hmm. I had a lot of experiences in my life. I've, I've lost siblings. I've had um, quite a few siblings pass away um, that I just wanted to fly mm-hmm. under the radar and be safe. And mm-hmm. until I got to the point where safety was no longer comfortable mm-hmm. and beyond it not being comfortable, I knew that I was not, my heart was no longer in the classroom and I loved my students too much to mm-hmm. continue to stay there for comfort if I knew I wasn't going to be impactful. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what really um, shifted me to, to joining him in entrepreneurship, we're not necessarily in business together. A lot of people think we are because we're in the same business, but it was the, the catalyst to, to make me think differently. Now, I will say you asked me about a hard conversation. The barber mm-hmm. college was a hard conversation. Oh, really? That <laughs> was rough, rough, rough. Yeah. But that you wanted to go or that? He wanted to open I wanted one. to open one. So I've been mm-hmm. in real estate. I started in 2000. And. Mm-hmm. When all the way into 2008, the market crashed, I lost everything. Got down to my last piece of money, a really good friend of mine mm-hmm. owned the barber college and pretty much showed me the ropes and what to do. So I opened that September 1st, 2009. Okay, he's mm-hmm. he's running through it. Well, I don't know how much time we have. So well, I just <laughs> want to say real quick, because he, he mind you, at this time, I've been with for, we, when the market crashed, I'm like, see, that's our sign. We need to just uh, go. Get some, <laughs> we need to go get some reps. So when the market crashed, um, instead of doing that, he comes home and he tells me, "I'm going to open a barber college." And I'm like, "I haven't even ever seen you cut hair." <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? Like, how, how, how does this happen? So that's why I was reluctant. <laughs> market crashing, like we and I mean, we were struggling. Like our house was just shy of being in foreclosure like we had a lot of challenges because mm-hmm. a big income source was no longer there and now you're coming home telling me you're gonna start another business like come on friend mm-hmm. but it was the <laughs> best thing that we could have done so <laughs> i opened it in 2009 um in six months we were green we were, we were making money everything was great so i had to have the hard conversation of getting back in real estate in 2011 mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like no just do the yeah, she was like, it's working. We're paying up bills. We're back on our feet. Like, what are you doing? And and you know, that to today's day has, has been worse. So it's, it's the it's the real estate and then it's the barber college for me. But it was just the transition of figuring out when we were in trouble, you know, how to mm-hmm. how to how to get us out of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because we talked a little bit about risks, and you know, a lot of people had to take risks in 2008 and other things to figure that out. But I love the fact that you were able to come around. I don't know how that conversation went or if it was an ongoing drag down fight, but now it's still a part of your portfolio today, right? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah it is. He's still, and, and now we live in Texas. I mean, he, the beautiful thing about the Barber College is that when we moved to Texas, we were able to partner with someone in the industry um, so we, we opened it up to a partnership opportunity, which was a risk, but we took the risk. 
Corey hired his mom to work there full time. And, um, and it, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a hands-off business for us now, right? Yeah. Like he has everyone working in it and now it's just another, um, source of income for our family. But more importantly, he was able to employ his mother. And I think to no tomorrow, tomorrow is her last day. He's, he's actually retiring his mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so she's been there 10 years. Uh, she retires tomorrow. And the barber, the, the gentleman I partner with, his name is Larry Roberts. We have four schools, we have two in the jail system, and we have two shops in Walmart. So it, it was definitely been uh, an amazing partnership. Uh, and I guess I have to ask the question: Do you do you know how to cut hair, or you still <laughs> yeah. don't know how to yeah. do that, or yeah. what? I'm, I'm a licensed instructor in <laughs> Illinois, and so yeah, I had to learn how to cut hair because when I first started, I had to teach the students and. You know, I, I can do color, I can do eyebrows, I can do everything. But in the he, beginning, he, yeah. I, it was all bad. Yeah. It was all bad. <laughs> yeah, so do you like, cut your kids' hair? Or do they not son, let you touch I, it? I cut my son at 9 o'clock last night. Yes, I All right. You only have one son? You have one? Yeah, two. 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 Yeah, two. I thought you had two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they let you touch their hair. So that's that's good because yes. teenagers, the hard pass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can cut hair for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So I love this idea of your question. You know, what are your dreams? How do you? I know you have you all. You both have a podcast. How do you help people to really tap into those dreams? That's a, you want to take that one. Yeah, I think. Um, so here's the thing. In the beginning, so we started the podcast in the in the pandemic. And it was just an Instagram live. It really just started us. We couldn't go anywhere. So we sit on the back patio and just have conversations with each other. And I'm like, it we was, should go live. Somebody it, was, it wasn't like a wild Corey idea. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it was just me and her, you know, just talking. And then it evolved to Instagram live. And then it evolved to just talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. Then we had a conversation of what's our what who is our ideal audience mm-hmm. um, mainly entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and then we had to figure out what do we talk about because we can talk about anything you know mm-hmm. family kids business whatever and then we kind of realized that we needed to help people solve problems mm-hmm. mm. that's when the goal came in. yeah so um i think that's that's where we are now yeah that's the gist of it and like Corey is 45 i'm 42 and what we began to notice, and I was on my way down that path until he asked me that question about dreaming, is that we are at that age where people just start settling, right? No, yeah, it's too late too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's too late, right? And mm-hmm. and and settle for you know me- mediocre marriages, you know, settling for just running the kids around, settling for a job they don't like, you know, just thinking. And then what we will find, and what we even looked at with our parents while we loved them is that sometimes people think that magically something's going to happen when you're like 60 mm-hmm. and you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, magically mm-hmm. you, you're going to want to go on a date with that spouse that you've ignored the whole 18 years your kids are around. Mm-hmm. Or magically your finances are going to change. And I think it's like, no, we want to start educating um, our demographic right now and in terms of age, in terms of, you know, like they try something and it didn't work the first time, that's not a signal that you should quit. So our thing is just transparently sharing our story because people will look at you 
on chapter we've been together for 28 years right mm-hmm. so we'll look at this chapter and think because you you know you started your ice cream cart last tuesday and you didn't get 100 people like something must be wrong with with me and i think it's like no we want to have these authentic conversations with entrepreneurs um, with somebody who wants more but mm-hmm. not really sure if they're qualified not sure how to do it not even not sure how to show up and just say, hey, we are you. We're just like you. Yeah. And if, mm-hmm. you know, if if we can be used greatly, you can too. But it's going to take a yes from you, right? It's going to yeah. take a shift in mindset. And that's what our whole mission is, is to just really help people think differently. Yeah. And then the underlying of everything is the lesson is learned in the failure. You know, people think mm. that when you get there and you succeed no 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 it's the way up the mountain is where you get all the lessons you know so um again the problem solved that's just kind of like where we at now because in the beginning we talked about everything 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 like, we had no idea we like, <laughs> Corey and i would go to the podcast like what, what happened to you today cool let's talk about pizza yeah 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 <laughs> that's just how it was right but but now we're here and we understand first that people actually want to hear what we have to talk about yeah. But mm-hmm. second, that we have to we have to give them something that is relatable in their life. Yeah, and valuable for yes, their time. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and it just started from like porch talk. Literally, one hundred percent. We were talking. We were like, "This is good." Because one thing is that in our marriage, we have not always been the best communicators, mm-hmm. and as we learned how to communicate and really. You know, just really share. I mean, obviously, Corey's my husband. He's also my friend. Mm -hmm. And um, what we understand is that everyone does not have somebody Mm -hmm. that they can just Mm -hmm. talk to. And we would just have just different revelations, especially during the pandemic, but beyond. And we were like, somebody else needs to hear this. (laughs) Like, they need to hear what we're saying. So it's so funny. Like, let's just go live. So funny story. I lived in Georgia for a long time um, in, and I, we lived in an apartment. My best friend and I lived in an apartment. It was full of military guys. And we, she was a back of house kitchen manager. I was the front. And so we would come home late at night, like two in the morning. And we'd be out there with everybody just hanging out, drinking, you know, this is a long time ago. We'd be drinking, talking. It was all girls. And when we moved out, we called it porch talk. And when we moved out, these two guys upstairs that we had never met, like we'd never met them, came down. They're like, wait, you guys are moving out? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we've been listening to you every Saturday night for the past year. We have learned more about relationships, sex, everything, just by sitting up there listening to you. We're like, that's kind of creepy, but it was so funny. They're like, we sat in silence just trying to figure out women. (laughs) That's actually pretty good. They were learning from you guys. Yeah. So we should have, I mean, back then there weren't podcasts, but we should have maybe took that show on the road. Right. Right. Because because what you learn is that a lot of, you know, I think in life, a lot of us discount mm-hmm. our skill set. We discount relationships. We did. And we just think that everyone has no that mm-hmm. and everyone does not. And and unfortunately, and especially as it relates to entrepreneurs and even marriage, like Corey and I like to be transparent about marriage because we see people throwing in the towel because they feel like they're the only ones mm-hmm. who have this tension. And mm-hmm. not that 
we, we don't want you to ignore the tension, right? We want you to have mm-hmm. the tough conversations, but respectfully learn how to communicate, but let you know that you are not alone, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that something must be wrong with your relationship or your business or your child. But a lot of people think that because no one is talking transparently, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. saying hey, this is really what it looks like or has looked like for us. I think for me, let me tell you the magical thing about what we're doing and what you're doing is we're creating content, right? But you never know when it reaches somebody or Mm -hmm. when somebody watch. Like you just don't, it's not like you get a notification every time somebody clicks your video, right? Yeah, they might just be up on the top of the porch creeping on you and you have no idea. (laughs) I I, I met a guy about six weeks ago in a cigar lounge with Mastermind. And it was just crazy how he was like, yeah, you know, I I watch your podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. And he literally pulled out his phone and he had a video of him, his wife, and his kids in the living room watching Eagle Talk. And I was like, that is amazing. Because I never would have thought that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like anybody, yeah. not that you wouldn't think it, but it's just kind of like, man, you, you're you reaching so many people, even with your platform. Right? You just never know when somebody six months from now will pick up this conversation and get something from it. That's, yeah. you know, that's when it becomes like really amazing to me. Yeah. And I think there's this uh, value in real people sharing their real lives. I think for a long time, it was all produced. A lot of things that people were consuming was very produced and fake, you know, like when Instagram came out, it was the, it's still kind of, well, that's the Instagram post and this is real life. Perfectly curated, you know, all the things went, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because Rosemary and I met in Digital Course Academy with Amy Porterfield, and there, a lot of people, you mentioned this, compare your chapter 32 to their chapter one. And I love Amy, and she has some great content out there, but she still has on her YouTube one of the very first videos that she ever did. And she's like, in this background, there's like a door you can see into her hallway. It's like so awkward. And I love that she keeps that up because I think so many times to your point that people look at where you're at and they're like, oh, everything's perfect, easy road and, you know, millions of people following them. And they don't go, they didn't go through the problems that I have. Yeah. Corey has this great thing that he says, is that if we all threw our problems in a pile, I bet you'll take yours back out, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I love that. Um, because everyone goes through something. Like there, I, there, I posted something last year and it said, do you know who's going through something some, right now? Literally everyone, so be kind, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my battle may look different than your battle, but we are all going through something. And that is why I, I, I almost feel like we have a responsibility not to air your dirty laundry, but to be transparent about your process. And Mm -hmm. because that transparent, I know transparency from others like Amy, it's been encouragement for me at Mm -hmm. times that I've wanted to give up. So, you know, even if I never know who I may be encouraging along their journey, I feel the responsibility to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I also want to touch on, uh, we are reading Be Your Future Self Now. Have you guys read that book? I just started it last night. So fresh news, but we're reading that book for book club. 
And one of the things that you mentioned is that a lot of times people think when I turn 65, my bank account will magically have all this money or I'll want to date my spouse. And so in this book, they're talking about how we aren't very kind to our future selves. We set our future selves up to magically be these people that they don't have the tools to be because we've made decisions now. And so I'm just on like chapter two, but I thought that was really interesting because so many times people are like, well, when I retire from this job, then I'll live my dreams. Then I'll do this. Then I'll I'll travel. Yeah. Yeah. We're not about that life. Like, like this is, we have a good friend whose father was in perfect health and within a year of retirement, he died, mm-hmm. you know, bought, bought his dream home. Oh my goodness. He could golf and literally like got pneumonia and like four months later died. And, you know, unfortunately a good portion of Corey and I's story is a lot of, he was in his 70s, probably. Yeah, he, he worked uh, for the water department for like 42 years. Yeah, but we've experienced a lot of premature death, right? Um, mm-hmm. With our siblings, we have friends to pass away. So we are very much like, I'm not waiting to retirement to do X, Y, Z. Be responsible, but also like one of our mm-hmm. biggest goals is to be fit grandparents. Like we want to be, we, we have two sons, never had a daughter. Um, we love our boys, love them to death. But we are really hoping we get a granddaughter one, one day because we're not having any more kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but we often like go for walks together and, you know, we make sure that we're taking care of ourselves because when we have a granddaughter, we want to be able to show up for her. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. love when we go on vacation. We will always, always find a seasoned couple at the pool and we want to snuggle up next to them and just learn, you know, what what their story was like. And nine times out of 10, they're not like, oh, this is our first vacation. They're like, oh no, we've been coming to the Caribbean for 40 mm-hmm. years. Like, you know, we do a trip together, then we do a trip with our kids. Um, so those are the things that we want to, those are the people we want to be in our future selves. So mm-hmm. we show up as that right now. So I'm totally with that. Yeah. 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 So it starts off with um, Mr. Beast. I'm sure you're familiar with Mr. Beast. Uh, the YouTuber who does all that crazy stuff, gives away a million dollars. He's got 50 million things, but uh, he didn't want to study. So this is in high school. He didn't want to study for a test. So he recorded three videos for his future self and he scheduled them on YouTube to go out six months, one year. Now he's got five years, 10 years uh, to go out on those dates. And he was like talking to his future self. And it was really interesting. One of them was like, I hope that you've put in the work to get to a million followers. And when that video released, I mean, he's like 17 recording these. When that video released, he had like 25 million followers. So it was like really cool. Yeah. So it starts off like talking to your future self. So I'm interested to dive into that. This is our current book club, book of the month club. Yeah, Corey just wrote it down. Yeah, I got it. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I think you just are the coolest couple, but um, this is the deal baker question that I need to ask of whether or not you guys are truly, truly my buddies from Chicago. Uh, Cubs or Sox? Uh oh. Hate to let you down. Ready? (laughs) Neither. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's good. So (laughs) that's good. 
We've never been really big uh, sports, sports, sports people. She's, she says we're, we're a fan of the party. You know, yeah, you invite me to your party. Whoever is throwing a party, I'm a fan of your team. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, you know, I don't have to be heartbroken. But the answer to that question is always socks. Okay. Mm, okay. okay. <laughs> well, well, we're 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 we can Yeah. So I was on this tour and they were talking about how the Cubs were ridiculous for trying to get their logo added to the Chicago flag when they won. And somebody on the on the thing was like, well, yeah, because they're the only team that's ever won. And the whole Sox boat it was like a, it was a boat, the architecture tour. And everyone's like reading the history of the Sox. And we're like, we did not ask to be put on the flag. So right. there you go. Right. 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 Great question, though. Yeah. Really good question. All right. Well, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, we need to have more Rosemary and Corey, how do they find you and what could they expect? Yay. So um, we have a podcast um, called Eagle Talk with Team Lewis, L E W I S. So we are on YouTube, we're on all the podcast platforms. So you can, oh, and that is our name on Instagram, Eagle Talk with Team Lewis. Yeah. Or is it Eagle Talk Podcast? It's one or the other. <laughs> but we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll give it to Sarah. But definitely Eagle Talk with Team Lewis um, is where you can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Yes. And what, do, what could they expect, Corey, if you were to sum it up in one sentence? Uh, it's changing. You know, again, we're, we're going to our targeted audience. So we're, we're talking um, finance. We're talking future. More importantly, she taught me habits. We're talking habits to get to your, your goals and, and what you're trying to do. So, uh, again, you know, we're solving problems for people, but we're, we're identifying just the different things and habits that you need to, to, to do in your daily life and, you know, um, monthly, quarterly, and, year, and yearly goals. I love it. And I think you can expect some real talk. Yeah. You two don't don't seem like the type that are going to sugarcoat anything. Not a lot of fluff. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do we get some insight into your uh, your tips? Into like tips? Our your, tips. Your, you know, I think, I think definitely. But we, we have we have um, heated discussions. Yeah. You know, we don't really honestly we really don't fight anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um but we definitely you definitely see the dynamics of our relationship. Yeah. Um and, and that's nothing but but God. Like just the way that we have been able to grow and evolve because a lot of the things that we used to cause us to compete against each other or not mesh are honestly compliments now. Um so you definitely hear some different of opinions but um you know, it's not real housewives. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just think we figured out how to communicate without taking it personally. Yeah. You know? Ooh, I love it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gift. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like there are so many listeners out there that are, are in the same boat. They're either not dreaming or they're dreaming and somebody else is not on the same page with those dreams. So I hope bold goal crushers, you get out there and really start to dream about what your future can be and know that there are people out there that can help you get there. So it's time to get to it. Thank you guys for being on the show. It was so great to connect with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. 
I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.